The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life. They're not very expensive, but they are fun, and that's why we do them. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, much Sooner than you think. In fact, if Jesus was coming back tomorrow, what would you be doing different? Ooh, nice. Also, life lessons for our faith, that we can actually use them if we decide that the host can talk and if we actually use them, both of those. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I still really don't know the answer to that. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that process. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question— We want you to be able to have an opportunity to express that. We don't want it to die of loneliness. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, please, by all means, let us know so we can join our faith with yours and pray and ask the Lord to help us in these kind of things. We're going to have Bible trivia, but not till later. we got a lot going on today, and I will tell you that today, part of the things we're going to be teaching, very, very, very personal and very challenging okay you've heard it here that's your only warning you're getting i'm not giving you anything else if you want to reach out to us you can call 972-445-0770 that's 972-445-0770 when you do that captain chris will answer the phone and you will be sailing in the right direction That's a good thing. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's all during the show. You don't have to reveal who you are. You can just text. It's okay. We don't have people out there going, let's hunt down that number and see who that is. Okay? I don't have time for that. Let me just tell you. And since it's me and Captain Chris, it's all you got. So that's what, how it works. Also, you can email us during the show, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org, which leads us to the website. We keep it simple, as simple as we can. We really thank everybody for the giving they're doing. We really appreciate it. If the Lord puts it on your heart, give. If he doesn't, don't worry about it. We do ask that you pray for us. That's our request. 
that you pray for us. If the, you go to the website and you see the book and you want to get the book that I'm uh, putting out you and you can't pay for it, tell me. We'll get it to you for free. Just as simple as can be. Check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. You know, the other part of this intro that I hardly ever read, Captain Chris has never heard this, but the the back part of this says, compelling monologues, riveting interviews, and fascinating callers. Yeah, we got none of that. <laughs> uh, I haven't done that one for a while. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, folks, here we're going to go right into a couple of things I want to share with you, some fantastic things. First and foremost, for those that have been praying for Easton Scott, I'm going to give you an update that's going to really kind of surprise you a little bit. I, if you, I never encourage this except for this time. I want you to check out Facebook. Oh, I just can't even stand saying that. It makes me want to. Oh, anyway, uh, under Julie Schiller, okay, S C H I L L E R. She has this absolutely wonderful picture of her and of Addie Bug and of Isaiah Anthony, all three of them. It is the cutest thing around. You can check that out. Uh, if you have a friend requester, you just want to let her know that you're you know, connected to me somehow. But anyway, it's so cute. For those of you who are praying, you will really appreciate the picture that she put out there. It's just absolutely fantastic and wonderful. And then the only other thing I want to say is yesterday as we exited, I had the brilliance of telling you that we were going to come back in 70 and a half hours, which is hilarious because that's what I'm supposed to say on Friday, not on Tuesday. So I just want to thank our listener, Steve, for getting me completely messed up. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really just giving him a hard time. Uh, but uh, so whatever my numbers are, that's what they is. <laughs> just work through it. Let's get into the text. Anything we got to do? We got to do anything, right? Let's get into the text. The text is just fascinating. We're in the Psalms. We're in Psalm 8. I want to do this one section because it is superb. We're picking it up in Psalm chapter 8, verse kind of 4 and 5 together, and then we'll go into uh, 6, 7, 8, and 9. But here's 4 and 5 together, and we talked about it briefly last week. Let's do it again. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. See, now something right here kind of catches people off guard. Let's understand this. The word son of man, definitely a reference to Jesus Christ, but also son of man in the Hebrew is Adam, which is mankind, or humanity, per se. And there's a nice statement in there. Ready? You were made a little lower than the angels. You see, for some reason in our lives, oh, maybe it has to do with the garden, we always think we're top dog. And here's the funniest part. Not even close. In the universe. Now, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the earth. That's a different thing. In the universe, okay, we are not top dog, okay? Now, you already know that God is top, 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 right? He's the head honcho, right, right? He's the big cheese, okay, right? We get it, okay? But beyond the Lord, beyond the triune God, beyond the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
are this whole other group of beings, hosts of heaven, that we don't even really know much about, to be straightforward about it. We know a little bit that's in Scripture, but remember, if I, Jesus said, if I tell you of earthly things and you don't get those, how am I ever going to tell you of heavenly things? So just know ahead of time, you only know a little bit. And this entire group, this entire whoever they are, these legions and millions and millions of angels are all bigger, smarter, and stronger than you are. Not some of them, all of them, okay? They don't have somebody that's like, a, oh, there's the dunce of the group. That's not how that works. This is an entire group that's superior to you and to I. And one of the things that we need to kind of catch is when we talk about the earth, we get to talk about it in a certain way. When you talk about the universe, yeah, you're not that big. And it's sad for you and I to think in those terms in a sense, but it's also very important for us to recognize our place. Now, it is true that Jacob wrestled with an angel and he hung out with the angel and he kept going with the angel, though I suspect to some degree that God let that happen because every other time you see an angel doing something, he picks out a sword and wipes out a thousand people in one second. So, you know. That's kind of what I'm saying. So what I'm trying to communicate here is that in the overall universe of things, and, and you know me, I think of it as a multiverse, not a universe, but it's universe in God's capacity, multiverse for us. We're not the high. We're not the high cat. We're not the. We're not the ones on top of the ladder. We're not even on the second rung. Actually, I I kind of wonder if we're on the third or fourth or fifth rung. We don't know who's up there. We know, well, there's uh, cherubim and seraphim. We know that. We know that. And there's some things we do know, but we don't know the full extent of the hosts of heaven. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because when you go outside tonight, I don't know if it's a good night to look at the moon or not, but if you can see the moon, take a peek at that moon. If you can't see the moon, which you should be able to see it, but if you can't see it, take a peek at the stars, okay? You are that insignificant in the universal. Now, with that said, God brought value to you by having Jesus die for you. So I don't want you to lose that. But I want you to just kind of switch for a second and think about this. We're going to get to heaven. There's going to be a whole host of beings we have no idea about. And they're going to be bigger than you. (laughs) They're going to be stronger than you, per se. And it's like, Wow. There's a little bit of humility, I think, that would come from that. And so knowing that, it puts us in this place that one thing we do have that's different than any other being in the universe, something that really should be a blessing to us, is God takes up residency inside of us. That is what makes us unique. That is what makes us different. That the cost of us, the value of us, our actual worth determined by God is so vast that we cannot comprehend it. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because in the next segment, we're going to talk about you, that you are the head honcho, but on earth. Ah, so you see how that switches? See what I'm doing right there? So in the universe, you're not in the top left. You're not in the top. And you think, well, how many other beings are there ahead of us, Dave? <laughs> it could be a million. I have no idea. All I know is that we were made a little lower than the angels, and we all, every once in a while, should probably just acknowledge that and thank God 
that he kept us around. Okay? That's that's what we'll go with that. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What, I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turned. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay. Thank All right. You. Let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family. And we just pray that your mercy would prevail. And we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station, which is also, by the way, known as K-double-A-man. 
the truth station like that. Yeah, I like that's pretty good. Here in Texas, we're getting ready to uh, do our first Bible trivia question. You know, you can either call in or you can text in or you can email. Any of those will work. Um, and then I'm going to do a caveat to the last segment because there was one part I forgot that I really wanted to mention and totally forgot because I got all caught up. All right, uh, here's the first trivia question. After, after Peter denied knowing Jesus, what did he do? After he denied knowing Jesus, what did Peter do? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we're going to set up our DNA because we think it's important. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 I cannot stress this enough. Daily. Like, so like it says, daily, 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 daily. Okay? All right. Not talking about the Chicago mayor, John Daly. Not talking about the Daily Planet, which is the newspaper for Superman or Clark Kent. We're just talking about daily as in every day. Like every day you breathe. That day that you breathe, spend time with the Lord. Okay? That's the D. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. Never. Never be ashamed. The world will actually try to shame you. In, in regards to what Jesus said, Jesus' truth will outlast every culture, period. It won't be, even be close. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are ready to be sensitive to the Lord every day because you're loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And you are aware of other people and their universe, not just your universe, being a vessel of ministry and of love and of grace into their lives. Okay? Just keeping it that simple. All right, trivia question again, and then we're going to roll into what I forgot to say in the last segment. Uh, after Peter denied knowing Jesus, what did he do? That's the question. If you think you know, call in 972-445-0770. Say hi to Captain Chris, or you can text in 214-210-8483. So one thing I didn't mention, which I was going to mention, and now I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't say anything. Remember we were just talking about angels and that we were talking that man, the son of man, was made a little lower than angels. And that word son of man, that's the Adam phrase, which means human or humanity. And I didn't say this and should have said this, and this is a note that comes from a study Bible, so it's not my, my line. It's just a really great line. It says this. When it says a little lower than angels, people did not evolve uh, a little higher than apes. They came in a little lower than angels. It's just a great line. It's like, oh, that's a good one right there because it kind of gives you that. Uh, and then, the, of course, the most famous line is if we evolve with ape, from apes, why are there still apes? <laughs> what happened to them? Are they all the defunct ones that didn't? Okay, never mind. All right, let's go into the rest of the text. Uh, the rest of the text says this. Uh, you have crowned him with glory and honor you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand and have put all things under his feet now watch what it says all sheep and oxen even the beasts of the field the birds of the air and the fish of the sea they pass through the paths of the sea O lord O lord how excellent is your name in all the earth so 
in the first segment, we talked about man not being on the highest rung in regards to creation in the universe, but on the earth. God gave man the position of ruling and the position of being an authority. Listen to what it says. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Now, there's a couple groups out there that think, well, all of us are equal, including the animals and the plants. Okay, they're nuts. You don't even have to worry about them. They have no theology. It doesn't matter what they're saying. When you talk to them, you can just do this. It'll be the same thing. It won't be any different any, at any point at all. The bottom line is God made mankind, humanity, man and woman, to have dominion over the earth. Now, we lost some of that dominion when, when mankind sinned and forfeited spiritual authority to Satan. Well, that was kind of stupid, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But let's just make sure you understand something that doesn't get taught a lot that I want to bring up, and that is people often say, well, man is made in the image of God, therefore man is basically good. That's the theological conclusion. Here's the problem. That's not exactly how that goes. What it says in Genesis 1.26 is, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule. The way that we're in the likeness of God, first and foremost, is that we have dominion over the earth like God has dominion over the universe. And people are just like, what? What? No, it's because of the character. It's like some people have no character from God. I don't even know what you're talking about. And on the other side of that, what we have done is mastered evil in 10,000 ways that nobody ever thought possible. So I'm not real confident that that comes from the image of God. Here is the element. Some good is great, but it's not enough good. When you're talking about being made in the image and likeness of God, God rules the universe and made man to rule the earth. That is the first one. And what and and believe me, I I love oh so many great historical teachers and so many fantastic ten times better Christians than I will ever be. So I'm not there's no arguments in any of that. But that's a big miss to miss that God made us to be rulers. It's a miss. We're supposed to rule the planet. Now, does that mean that we should be, you know, wasteful? No, it doesn't mean we should be wasteful. But does that mean that we should, uh, you know, enslave everything? No, but, I mean, let's just be honest. If nowadays there was a dinosaur, we'd drop a nuke on his head and that'd be the end of it. Okay? I mean, there's no, don't, tell me, don't tell me man's not in charge. It's like, you know, here comes Godzilla. Really? Watch this. This is called an atom bomb. <laughs> Gone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean— we're in charge, okay? That's how it goes. You don't tell me. Now, what you're not in charge of is the power of nature, which, by the way, is in God's hands. So if God wants to drop a little reminder every once in a while, which I think he may, uh, it just keeps us in our place. But we are in charge of the creation that God made on the planet, the beasts, the birds, the fish, the sheep, and the oxen. And part of that is for you to understand that in your own life—watch this, because here's all the deep connections— you have power and dominion through Jesus Christ over your sin. Oh, had to bring it back to that, didn't you, Dave? Yes, because that sin that you struggle with doesn't own you. I'm not saying you don't struggle with it. I'm not saying you don't sometimes look up to God and go, please, just take it away from me. Get it out of me. 
but it doesn't own you. It has no authority in your life. It's a trespasser. You're the one that's letting it in. There's no, there's no way to, to change that. In fact, I think, and somebody will correct me. I think, well, Aunt Deb would know this because she's a, a realtor. But if, if somebody uh, stays on a property, like uh, uh, on, on a property, and they're on that property illegally trespassing, but they're there for a long, 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 long time, that they can actually file some kind of claim at some point saying that they've been in that property and they've been removed or whatever the case may be. So they should have a right uh, to, to remain on the property. The idea in Christian faith is that that is never the case because Jesus paid for all all the property of our lives, and nobody can take that deed away from Jesus. So that I'm just saying, just make sure you understand. Bottom line is you are made in the image of God in the context that you rule. And for those that don't think you rule, there's always people that you direct or always people that you influence or always people that you you know push in a particular direction. And in a sense, you're reigning. The real key is do you do it like Jesus? Do you do it in the authority and power with God in partnership, doing it to the glory of the kingdom of God? Or do you abuse that power and authority? There's many people that abuse their power and authority in work. I mean, in, in, in different places like that. It's like, look, you're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to do it towards the Lord in an excellent fashion. He Here's what the passage says. You've made him to have dominion over the work of your hands. Who's in charge of the earth? Well, from a technical, physical point of view, we are the, the caretakers per se, but caretaker is not the right word. We're the rulers. All sheep, all oxen, all the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, they are under our domain. We are in charge of that. Get that? And all of those things, by the way, as God defines in the Old and New Testament, are for our advantage like gifts from God. So when somebody says to you, oh, you should never eat meat because that's just not how it was in the Bible, that person apparently never read the New Testament where Peter has a vision and it has all the animals all over and God says, get up, Peter, kill, eat. It's like, uh, what happened to that? <laughs> so it's like, eh, that's not true. So you, you, can, you can choose not to eat meat. That's okay. I don't care. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. But you have the ability or the freedom if you receive it in the Lord. That's kind of what I'm saying. All right, Deb did say something about the squatter's right, but I probably don't have it exactly right. So there's something about squatter's right. But anyway, that's what they try, and that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to be a squatter in our lives. That's kind of where I was going with that. All right? You are in authority under God, but you are like God in that there is authority in your life. And now as a Christian— in the name of Jesus, all authority in heaven on earth is with you. And so that's why you can build the kingdom of God and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Get that? Because Jesus doesn't lose. That's just the way to think of it. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, each It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, 
type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, brother. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh, I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed ship i'm i don't think this is right but i'm gonna go with peter so close what's the other name that's really close to that paul <laughs> yes that's it that's it there he is <laughs> all right that's in acts chapter 27 verse 23 and 24 before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28 he said to relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer, too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship. That's, mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never, you will Paul never now. forget that. Paul, this is Paul, this is Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you.